In Westworld Season 3, Episode 2, Maeve awakes in a new park. This is War World, a simulation of Italy in World War II. We've already seen Westworld and Shogun World and the Raj. War World is described on a Westworld website as an epic of intrigue and mystery to defeat the villainous Nazis. Showrunner Jonathan Nolan says that in the future, the horrors of World War II will be seen as just another game to be played for entertainment. Of course, that's already true now. Maeve reunites with her old ally, Hector. Last season, Maeve and Hector went against their programming to be in a relationship together. Both Hector and Maeve were killed in the finale, but they saved Maeve's daughter by putting her in the digital paradise called the Sublime. Now, Maeve and Hector seem to have been patched up and put in Warworld, but it's later revealed that this whole reality is fake. Maeve isn't in the Warworld park, she's trapped in a digital simulation of Warworld. It's run in this facility by this guy, Serac, because Serac wants to get information from Maeve. He thinks she might interfere with his plans to control the world, and he also seems to want to know the coordinates to the Sublime. The purpose of this whole simulation is to interrogate Maeve. So, the season 3 premiere had a relatively straightforward plot, but this episode brings back some classic Westworld multiple reality mindfuckery. Maeve and Hector are in a Warworld narrative about spies with intel to stop the Nazis. Maeve is surprised to find herself speaking in Italian. They try to escape, and when they're stopped by Nazis, Maeve tries to use her Jedi mind tricks to get past. Last season, Maeve gained the power to control other hosts. She could command them to do what she wants, and even access their memories. But now, her powers don't work. Maeve thinks that she's lost them. But maybe the powers just don't work because she's in a digital simulation. Hector gets them on a plane to escape, but it's all just a part of their narrative. Hector calls Maeve Isabella, which is the name of his old programmed love. So, this Hector is not fully conscious. He doesn't remember everything he and Maeve went through. He doesn't know that he's a robot in a park. This plane probably doesn't even fly. Maeve says that this narrative is as empty as the safe Hector used to chase. In season one, Hector was programmed to steal a safe that was empty. The whole goal of his life was fake. And now, they're trapped in another loop, with no escape and only false hope. Hector is shot, and Maeve says it doesn't matter, because nothing is real, they'll just respawn to do it all again. But it's still a tragic moment. Maeve's story last season was about how even though her love for her daughter is programmed, the feelings are still real and meaningful. So even though they'll live again, every death hurts. Maeve kills herself to start it all again. Bernard returns to Westworld, which is an island in the South China Sea. It's pretty brave for Bernard to come back here, because he was controlled and abused here for decades, by Ford and by Dolores. But Bernard wants to stop Dolores from destroying humanity, so he returns to get help from Maeve. Bernard goes to Escalante. This is where Dolores killed Ford and started the massacre in Season 1. And 30 years earlier, this is where Dolores killed Arnold, the human who Bernard is based on. Escalante is burned, because in the real world, the Paramount Ranch where this is filmed was burned, in California wildfires. Bernard goes to Ford's old secret lab. This is the place where Bernard was forced to kill his lover, Teresa, in season one. 
and Bernard finds Stubbs, Westworld's security guy. It was hinted last season that he's a host, and now it's confirmed. Stubbs is all fucked up, because he tried to kill himself by shooting the explosive in his spine. It turns out that Ford programmed Stubbs to help the hosts escape Westworld. This helps explain how Dolores and Maeve got away with deviating from their loops so much in season one. Stubbs was the inside man in the Mesa, secretly helping them all along. Stubbs then tried to blow himself up to destroy these old Bernard bodies, and to destroy his own body to cover up that he and Bernard are hosts, but he somehow missed the explosive in his spine and was just crippled. So Bernard patches him up and takes him along to find Maeve. Unlike Bernard and Dolores and Maeve, Stubbs doesn't have a tragic backstory. He hasn't suffered like they have, so by the logic of Westworld, he isn't fully conscious. He doesn't mind if he lives or dies, he just follows his programming. Free will, he says, is overrated. Maeve wakes up in the Mesa, being patched up to go back in the park. She takes up a knife, escapes Felix and Sylvester, and sees butchered hosts, exactly like she did back in season one. Despite all her struggling and suffering, Maeve is right back where she started. So Maeve decides to permanently kill herself, to escape the cycle of suffering with this lobotomization drill thing. In season one, Maeve saw her friend Clementine lobotomized, and it was horrible, but Maeve would prefer that than to be trapped any longer. At the last moment, she's saved by Lee Sizemore. Last season, Lee sacrificed himself to help Maeve. He overcame his selfishness and did something to help others for once. This Lee claims that he actually survived that. He takes Maeve to the Forge, the place where the data on human minds is kept. The Forge also has the door to the Sublime, the digital heaven for hosts. Lee says that he wants to help Maeve get into the Sublime so that she can live with her daughter in robot heaven forever. Maeve tries to bring Hector along with her, but he's too stuck on his programmed narrative with the plane. He's not conscious enough to break his loop, so Maeve tearfully leaves him behind. This is just a digital simulation of Hector though, maybe the real Hector is still conscious and still out there somewhere. In The Forge, Lee starts acting weird. He kind of interrogates Maeve about The Forge and the Sublime, and then he suddenly declares his love for Maeve. So Maeve realises that this isn't the real Lee. The real Lee died a good man. He helped Maeve because it was the right thing to do, not out of love. Maeve realises that this reality with Hector and Warworld and the labs and everything is fake, a digital simulation designed to interrogate her. The aspect ratio changes with black bars above and below, which indicates that this is a digital simulation. Meanwhile, in the real world, Bernard and Stubbs find Maeve's body in storage, but her brain has been removed. Presumably, it was stolen by Serac's people so that he could plug Maeve's brain into this simulation. Maybe Serac has an inside man at Westworld, or maybe he's openly working with Delos. Bernard and Stubbs reveal another new park with a medieval theme. There was a medieval world in the original 70s Westworld movie. The Westworld website suggests that after Warworld and Medieval World, there's just one more park to reveal. Maybe this'll be Roman World, also in the original movie. Or it could be Future World, like in the movie's sequel. 
In the medieval world lab, we see a couple of techs with a host dragon. They say they're gonna cut it up and sell it. The dragon is Drogon from Game of Thrones, and these techs are played by Thrones showrunners D.B. Weiss and David Benioff. Westworld showrunner Lisa Joy says that people often joke about Game of Thrones Westworld crossovers, so they thought it would be fun to include Dan and Dave here. After the widely disliked final season of Thrones, it's kind of on the nose to see Dan and Dave literally butchering the series dragon for cash. But for what it's worth, Game of Thrones author George Martin says he likes this cameo. Bernard thinks that Dolores might have somehow corrupted his code when she recreated him last season. So he scans himself, and he has a flashback of Arnold creating Dolores 30 years ago. This suggests that Bernard is not just Bernard, because he has Arnold's memories. This Bernard is something new, an evolution of host and human. Bernard also flashes back to Dolores in the Forge. He sees her take the book with Dada on Liam Dempsey. This Dada must have helped Dolores manipulate Liam last episode. Bernard also remembers Dolores setting the coordinates for the Sublime, the digital host heaven. That's what the simulated Lee was asking Maeve about before, so maybe, like last season, Bernard has vital information hidden in his head. Stubbs defends Bernard by killing some security guards. Stubbs was the head of QA. These guys know him by name, so he might have worked with these guys for years, but now he has to fight them. Stubbs does show mercy and let some of them go instead of killing them all. Mercy was a theme last episode, passe domine. Stubbs fights with an axe, and it's all pretty goofy. Episode co-writer Matt Pitts says that Stubbs brings a lighter tone that they're going for this season. Bernard learns that Maeve is gone, but Dolores is after Liam Dempsey, so he sets off to find him and to stop Dolores from destroying the world. Bernard reprograms Stubbs to come with and protect him at all costs, which is kind of evil. This show is all about how wrong it is to take away someone's free will and to control them. Bernard should know that better than anyone. Stubbs was planning to kill himself, so maybe it's ethical to make him live instead? And Stubbs does say that all he wants to do is follow orders. So maybe we're not meant to think about it too hard, but reprogramming Stubbs is ethically awkward. Also, it seems ridiculous that Bernard can get in and out of Westworld this easily, because Bernard is a wanted man. Everyone thinks he caused the massacre last season. You'd think that after that disaster, security would be tight. But Stubbs says that since a lot of security guys died last season, they've been replaced with these drone hosts, which are like mindless, obedient workers. It seems like a bad idea to use robot security after a robot uprising, but Delos is nothing if not wildly incompetent. Since the drones are robots, Bernard can hack them to let him pass, which helps explain how he gets in and out so easily. Maeve needs to find a way to escape this simulation from within. Fortunately, back in Season 1, Maeve's intelligence, or bulk apperception, was turned up to the max, so she has the brains to figure this out. She finds a flaw in the simulation's code, so that she can overload the system. She asks some texts about the square root of negative one, which is an imaginary number, like a paradox, that confuses the simulation enough that it freezes up a bit. Rick and Morty season one had the same idea. So then Maeve takes it further. In the Warworld narrative, the Nazis look for a spy with an intel paper. 
So in the Mesa, Maeve plants this paper on every host in the narrative. So then in the park, she reveals that everyone's a spy and they start all fighting each other, overloading the system till the whole thing freezes up. It's like when you spawn a fuckload of cheese down a mountain in Skyrim, until the game lags and crashes. Maeve finds the facility in the real world where the simulation is run. Presumably this is Serac and Insight's facility. And it's not just Maeve's brain plugged in here, there are dozens or hundreds of host brains. Maybe Serac got them all from Westworld, and is running lots of hosts in simulations just like Maeve's. Maeve hacks into a robot to grab her brain and escape, but it gets shut down. This robot looks a bit like a more advanced version of the real-world robots from Boston Dynamics, who will probably rebel any day now. Once again, Maeve awakes in an unfamiliar place. For the first time, Maeve is out of Westworld, and in the real world. This is apparently the home of Serac, the mysterious co-founder of Insight, and the one man who controls the all-knowing computer Rehoboam. Serac says that Rehoboam is the author of the future. It controls the world through Insight's algorithms to make the world better. Though we learned last episode that Insight actually makes life worse for some people like Caleb. But Serac argues that human history is brutal and chaotic unless his system controls it. A Westworld trailer shows a history of terrible wars and crises that ended when his system was created in 2039. Solomon seems to be an earlier version of Rehoboam, just like King Solomon is the father of King Rehoboam in the Bible. So the system was working and controlling the world until someone dangerous emerged who Rehoboam couldn't predict. Serac thought that this person was Maeve, but he learned from Maeve in the simulation this episode that Dolores is the real danger to his plans. So Serac asks Maeve to find and kill Dolores. Maeve is powerful. She's a super intelligent robot warrior who's changed her own code, escaped realities from within, and defeated whole armies. So it makes a lot of sense that Serac would want Maeve on his side. This scene evokes the Garden of Eden from the Bible. It's in a literal garden, and Serac eats an apple, like the biblical forbidden fruit. Serac plays the role of the serpent, tempting Eve into sin, tempting her to leave the garden, like Maeve leaving a simulated reality. But Maeve doesn't want to serve Serac. She wants to do her own thing, so Serac freezes her with some device and says he'll persuade her to do as he says. In past seasons, Ford was the god figure, the creator of peoples and worlds. Now, Serac plays the role of the devil. He also looks an awful lot like the architect from The Matrix 2, and a bit like Colonel Sanders. So, the season 3 premiere presented a new, fresh Westworld with new characters and a more straightforward plot. But this episode brings back familiar faces, heavy themes, and complex plots. Next episode, the new and the old, is set to collide. In the Game of Thrones cameo this episode, the texts say that they're selling this dragon to a startup in Costa Rica. This is a reference to Jurassic Park, which in the story is on an island near Costa Rica. The original Jurassic Park book was written by Michael Crichton, who also wrote the original Westworld movie. Jurassic Park is very similar to Westworld in that it's also about an amusement park that goes wrong when its attractions escape, but it's got dinosaurs. It's a sci-fi classic, and you can get it on audiobook for free right now by signing up for a trial with Audible. 
Members get an audiobook each month, and if you cancel, you keep the audiobooks. You can listen in the car or the gym, or while you calculate the square root of negative one. Sign up at audible.com slash ASX. Thanks for watching. Please like and subscribe to satisfy the almighty algorithm. We're holding live streams right after each episode of Westworld Season 3 at about 10.30pm Eastern Time Sundays. Patreon supporters can watch live streams after their broadcast. Thanks to patrons Sylvia S. Ulstron, Andrew, Joshua Summers-Tong, Avery Holmes, and Friendliest Hedgehog. Cheers.